0: Thank you for tuning in to the latest message from Island Church, Dundalk. All right, guys. Well, we are going to dig on in this morning. Um, you know, we're all different. God made us all different. And we have talked on Wednesday nights about, you know, those different uh, body gifts that he's put in us and how we need to just be what he's made us to be, Right and be in peace with what he's made us to be. So uh, I just kept having to tell myself that this morning. Like, I'm not Ryan. I'm not a preacher. I don't get up and, you know, exhort the way he does. And I don't come with the fire maybe the way he does. But I'm just going to be me this morning. And uh, I'm just, you know, I see this as like a family Bible study. You know, we're the family of God. We're gathered together. We're going to study his word. That's what I love to do. So we're going to do it together. Um, if you guys want to turn with me, we're going to be in John chapter 1. Uh, you know, at Christmas time, in general, humanity humanity's searching for things. They're looking for things. They're looking for warm, warm fuzzies, kind of. You know, as the Danish say, it's like hige. I don't know how, how to say that properly. I don't have that Danish way of saying hige, but it's Comfort, it's being together and that's the kind of thing that people are looking for in this uh, season. Comfort, joy, peace. You know, the things that that Jesus has, has already won for us, but people's spirits are crying out, you know, for eternal solutions, but their souls and their flesh are looking to the world's solutions. Um, you know, might be looking to wine or spirits rather than the holy spirit you know they might be looking to parties instead of communion with god and his people Uh, they might be looking to a table full of their favorite foods instead of looking to the bread of life and you know those are all those counterfeits that just don't satisfy Um, the only thing that we're going to get those warm fuzzies those that comfort that peace that joy there's only one source of it you know and we're so privileged to know the source. We're so privileged to have access to the source. Um, As Christians, we love to focus on and and see Jesus and talk about Jesus in the Christmas season in terms of, you know, his birth as a baby boy in Bethlehem. And I love the gospel of Luke. I love the Christmas story in Luke, but the Lord just kind of led me in a different direction. Um, And that is to look at the Christmas story from John's perspective, which is Not really a normal Christmas thing, but it's where he's leading us. So, you know, the interesting thing about John is that he really saw the big picture. When he wrote his gospel, it was written quite a bit after the other three gospels were written. And, you know, it brought a different perspective. Um, The others had a lot of information, a lot of testimonies, a lot of history, whereas the gospel of John brought a lot of revelation light. He, res- he revealed a lot of spiritual truths uh, that were underneath the surface of the stories, okay? So instead of a history, um, he revealed mystery, okay? We could say it that way. So I am gonna read to you from the Passion Translation this morning. I'm gonna read uh, John chapter one, the first 18 verses out of this translation. And I think God is just going to unfold and unveil some stuff to us from it this morning. Uh, I'm going to read through the whole section of Scripture, and then we're going to go back and take it uh, in smaller portions, okay? So starting in verse 1. In the very beginning, the living expression was already there, and the living expression was with God, yet fully God, they were together face to face in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things, for nothing has existence apart from him. Life came into being because of him, for his life is light for all humanity. And this living expression is the light that bursts through the gloom, the light that darkness could not diminish. Then suddenly a man appeared who was sent from God, a messenger named John. For he came to be a witness, to point the way to the light, and to help everyone believe. John was not the light, but he came to show who was, or who is. For he was merely a messenger to speak the truth about the light. For the light of truth, or the true light, was about to come into the world and shine upon everyone. He entered into the very world he created yet the world was unaware. He came to the very people he created, to those who should have recognized him, but they did not receive him. Those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become the children of God. He was not born by the joining of human parents or from natural means or by a man's desire, but he was born of God. And so the living expression became a man and lived among us and we gazed upon the splendor of his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, overflowing with tender mercy and truth. John taught the truth about him when he announced to the people, he's the one. Set your hearts on him. I told you he would come after me even though he ranks far above me, for he existed before I was even born. And now out of his fullness, we are fulfilled. And from him we receive grace heaped upon more grace. Moses gave us the law, but Jesus, the anointed one, unveils truth wrapped in tender mercy. No one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor except the uniquely beloved Son, who is cherished by the Father and held close to his heart. Now he has unfolded to us the full explanation of who God truly is. know, it's just such a beautiful portion of scripture here that John gave us. Holy Spirit gave us through John. Um, And the early church, they actually would have memorized, they would have said these, you know, beautiful verses that he wrote um, to remind them, to remind them of the truth. And I love that he starts out in the beginning. He starts the beginning of this book by saying, in the beginning, or in the very beginning, as the Passion says, then it takes us back to creation. It takes us back to Genesis. Um, Before we go to Genesis, though, uh, I just want to explain a little bit why Dr. Simmons, who did the Passion Translation, uses this term living expression, because the word there is logos. Um, Most translations say word, but I'm just gonna read to you his explanation here. It says, in the New Testament, we have this unique view of God given to us by John, which signifies the presence of God himself in the flesh. Some have translated this rich term as word. It could also be translated message or blueprint. Jesus Christ is the eternal word, the creative word, and the word made visible. He is the divine self-expression of all that God is, contains and reveals in incarnated flesh. Just as we express ourselves with words, God has perfectly expressed himself in Christ. So that is why that is that phrase or that combination of words that he chooses here, this living expression. This is God expressing himself and showing us exactly who he is. Um, So if we go back to Genesis, you know, if we look at Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth, and the earth was what? You know, this is what I want us to look at from Genesis is the earth was three things. It was without form, it was formless, uh, now, that word in, in the Hebrew is tahu, and it is a word that can mean like a wasteland, a wilderness, um, something that is desolate, a desert, an empty place, uh, vanity, vain confusion. Okay, all of these are described in formless, this word tahu. Now, it's also void, okay? so. There was something there. God had something to work with. He was working with material, but it was without form and it was void. That word "void" is the, the Hebrew word "bahu," which it means empty, evacuous, and um, undis- indistinguishable. Okay, so that's that word "void." So it is this thing that God is working with it is formless. It is void and darkness was over the face of the depths of it. Okay, so there was a depth to whatever this was. And darkness, night, or obscurity. Now, I've always known obscurity to mean that something's not well known or it's unknown, but the real definition of obscurity, the first definition is just the absence of light. Okay, so it's, it's darkness, it's the absence of light, and that obscurity was over the face of it all. And so we have the earth as basically a big lump of clay. <laughs> and it has depths and it, have water, it has water. There's ingredients here. Uh, but they hadn't been breathed upon by life. Okay, there was no life in it. And we see if we go on in Genesis that his spirit is hovering. Okay, he's hovering over this. And he's waiting for instructions. Now, God's instructions, when he speaks, it's what? His word It's Jesus, okay? So this is Jesus in the beginning. He's released out of the mouth of God. Jesus is the Word. He was with God in the beginning. He was part of creation. This is God working with Jesus, working with the Spirit, the three of them in union together, forming creation, okay? So, you know, John just unfolds that to us, that, you know, we look at this little baby lying in the manger, but inside of this baby was a spirit that had existed from before time, from forever. The spirit, Jesus, that was put inside this baby is eternal, and he was part of creation. He was there. And so that, you know, John brings that divinity of Jesus that, you know, we need to understand that Jesus didn't just start out as a normal baby. You know, he he was God. That spirit on the inside of him was the same spirit that spoke life into the universe. So God expresses his will through his word, which is literally Jesus. God releases Jesus to bring life into nothingness, to bring light into darkness, and the Holy Spirit helps because he's what? He's the helper, okay? So that's the three of them working together on the earth. And it's, we're going to see some parallels to this, okay, as we go on. So verse 4 in John chapter 1 says, Life came into being because of him, for his life is light for all humanity. Life came into being because of Jesus. Okay, so Jesus literally is that spark, that light that goes into things and makes life in them. Okay, it's because of him that there can be life. And... He is his life is light for all all humanity. His life—that's that word Zoe, okay—the God kind of life. His life is light. It's phos. It is literally uh, a man. Something that makes manifest. Something that shines. That has a source in it. That shines and it makes manifest. Okay, so that's what his life is light. They cannot be separated. When we talk about Jesus, when we talk about the life of Jesus, he is light, you know, and that's... We think of physical light, and I'm not talking about physical light. You know, physical light, it shines, and it reveals things, and it uncovers things that are hidden and in the dark, and that's what Jesus does in the spirit, okay? He is the uncoverer. He is the unveiler. He comes, and everything about his life, it brings light. It brings revelation um, verse 5 says, And this living expression is the light that bursts through gloom, the light that darkness could not diminish. That word diminish also means comprehend. Okay, so darkness couldn't hold, the back, couldn't hold back the light. It couldn't comprehend the light. So as God sent this into the world, it was unable. Darkness was unable to stop it. There was no stopping what God was doing here. He was sending his light, his life into the world for us. Um, Verses 6 through 9 reference John the baptizer, which he was born right before Jesus, okay? So John, the writer of John, is John the apostle, we'll say. Uh, He was just making a clarification here. He's letting us know clearly. Look, John was a messenger, and he brought you know, great revelation, he brought, uh, he came to be a witness, it says, to point the way to Jesus, but he wasn't Jesus, and we can't get that confused, Um, he was a great man, but he's not worthy of our worship, okay, he's not Jesus, So verses 10 through 14 then describe John's version of the Christmas story. He entered into the very world he created, yet the world was unaware. He came to the people he created, to those who should have recognized him, but they didn't receive him. Um, You know, it's interesting. This was a beginning, okay? So we had the beginning of earth, the beginning of heavens and earth, and the way that God created it with Jesus. And then here we have God starting another birth, okay? This is another birth of Jesus coming into the earth. um, And it's a new beginning and a new covenant that are coming through Jesus. Now, I do wanna flip over to Luke just for a minute because there's some parallels between how God created in the beginning and how he created uh, when Jesus came into the earth. Okay, so I'm just going to read from Luke chapter one, verse twenty six. That's where I'm going to start. Sorry. Okay, it says during the sixth month, sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary, living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you, and so you are anointed with great favor. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. But the angel reassured her, saying, Do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy. You are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme and will be known as the son of the highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as the king on his ancestor David's throne. He will reign as king of Israel forever and his reign will have no limit, no end. Mary said, how could this happen? I'm still a virgin. So Gabriel answered and said, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you and almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you and a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your aged Anne Elizabeth has also become pregnant with a son. The barren one is now in her sixth month. Not one promise from God is empty of power for nothing is impossible with God. Then Mary responded saying, this is amazing. I will be a mother for the Lord. And as his servant, I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me come to pass. And the angel left her. So just as God's word, Jesus, the expression is his, of his will brought life into a formless earth, he brought life into Mary's womb. Uh, just as God's spirit hovered over the void, um, or hovered upon the void, Uh, he he fell upon Mary. Okay. Just that same way that life came into being in the beginning. It was, came into fruition uh, in Mary's body right here. Um, So there was a releasing of God's power, his dunamis. And that word that means overshadow, it's actually to envelop in a haze of brilliancy. So this is the spirit of God coming upon Mary and overshadowing her. You know, that spirit that was hovering over the earth, just waiting for those instructions, waiting for that word to be spoken forth. You know, right here, this is what happened as, as life came into Mary's womb at this moment. And, you know, this was the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all working together once again. The spirit, You know, the word of God, spoken, Jesus comes into the womb by the Spirit of God. And they all work together in union, just like they always have, just like they always will. It's just like we're, what we're always made for, okay? We're made to be part of that union, that communion that they have. Um, God's glory overtook Mary and poured out his favor or grace upon her, okay? If you remember, grace is the leaning forward to share a benefit, um, so God right here is literally leaning forward into Mary, pouring out his benefits through his son Jesus into humanity. Um, he's given this gift and all of it is uh, that he is by coming into human form to live, to live among us, to reveal himself to us and to rescue us from this formlessness that's come upon humanity. Um, it's very interesting, the times. You know, right before Jesus was born onto the earth, right before this, there was, um, there was a time of dullness, of revelation among God's people. There was not words spoken, like the prophets were silent for 300 or 500 years. Um, it was basically a spiritual wilderness upon the earth, and it was in the midst of this time, in the most unlikely, hopeless seeming time, that God poured out Jesus. You know, He poured out in that desolation, in that wilderness. Remember those words that described earth before He put life into it? That's what was basically in the spirit realm. You know, that's what was upon the earth. It was so in need, it was so desperate for an answer. It was desperate for life, for new life to come upon it. And, and this is what God did. He poured out Jesus to be that life, to be that light. Um, within the account of Jesus coming to earth, John includes a revelation beyond his birth. Most people don't recognize or receive him during his stay on earth, but those who do, those who embrace him, if we look back, At verse 12 it says, those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become the children of God. So right here in this description of Jesus coming to the earth, you know, John is preaching the gospel in the midst of it. Uh, Those who embrace him, uh, those who recognize and take hold of what what he's offering them. Um, Now, most of his people, the Jewish people at this time, did not recognize, and they did not receive him during his stay on earth. But for those who do, those who embrace him, those who did embrace him and will always embrace him, uh, who took hold of his name, that means to believe or put faith in. Those who believe and put faith in the name of Jesus are given authority to what? To become children, not to be orphans anymore, to be children, to be added into his family. Just like Jesus, you know, he, w- what an honor and what a privilege it is <laughs> to be given the same position within a family, to be a son or a daughter that Jesus was given. You know, here is Jesus who is worthy, who is deserving of all of it, and he says, you, you, Taquana, you're going to be part of my family too. I want you as a daughter. You know, he says that to you, Anita. He says that... <sighs> to you, Derek. You know, you're part of God's family. He's chosen you. He wants you just like he wanted Jesus. He wants you to be in that family. And I don't know, it's just it's it's overwhelming to think about. Like I had to chew on these verses just over days and days and days because there's there's so much in them, they're very simple. You know, you can look at them in a different Uh, translation. They're very simple verses, but there's such depths in them once you start digging into them. And, uh, you know, for me personally, it just, I I was just melted. You know, I just completely was melted by the goodness of God. And when I started thinking about it, you know, but you got to give yourself time as you're reading the word, not just to skim over things, um, you know, maybe read a whole portion of scripture, but go back in and dig into it. Because as you start digging in, as the Lord starts revealing things to you, you know, those are the things. It's not from my revelation. It's not from Ryan's revelation. It's not from anyone else's revelation. But when he starts speaking those things in the secret place to you, you'll be forever changed. Nobody can take that from you. That is always in you. So we go back to verse 15 here. And once again, John is just recognizing the messenger of John the Baptist and the the truth that he brought forth. John taught the truth about him when he announced to the people, He's the one, set your hearts on him. I told you he would come after me, even though he ranks far above me, for he existed before I was even born. And now, out of his fullness, we are fulfilled. And from him we receive grace, heaped upon grace. That can mean gift after gift. Moses gave us the law, but Jesus the anointed one unveils truth wrapped in tender mercy. No one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor except the uniquely beloved Son who is cherished by the Father and held close to his heart. Now he has unfolded to us the full explanation of who God truly is. You know, I, I love the language that the passion brings out here at the end of this, um, because it's it's so like a gift. You know, it's so like the unwrapping of a gift, and it, these last verses they sum up, they sum up the rescue mission uh, that, that is described in these verses. There's these verses all describe a rescue mission from Jesus before time began, being with the Father you know, being part of creation, helping create mankind, and then knowing, knowing from the beginning they were going to need help, (laughs) that they were going to mess it up, you know, and that he was going to have to go on a mission to rescue them. And so this is his time. This was the father's appointed time. Okay, go, son. Go get my people. Go get my kids. Go make us a family again. Go restore what was lost and make us whole again. You know, he's the fountain that flows from heaven to earth. Jesus is. He brings everything from the Father's heart, and he flows it to us. He's that connector between us and God that makes us able to receive from God. He is the one who's worthy. You know, we, we are not worthy to receive directly from God, but Jesus is. And he made that way for us. He opened that up to us. Um, This is an offering and an inviting for us to be restored with that union of three with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit uh, to bring back that connection that we're made for. Um, I love the unwrapped and the unfolded, you know, that picture that it gives us of Jesus is given as a gift, here he is. You know, he's here for you. But you're gonna have to unwrap him. There's gonna be different layers after layer after layer for you to really get to know him. You know, and Psalm 119, 130 says, the unfolding of your words gives light, you know, and that's exactly what it's speaking of way back, way back, well before Jesus was on the earth, the Father was telling us what was gonna happen, that I'm sending my word, my word's coming, and when it comes, it unfolds and it brings light Okay, it brings revelation. It brings the ability for you to grab a hold of what God has for you because that light, that enlightenment, that revelation that Jesus brings, it goes beyond what our minds can understand. You know, there's lots of letters that Paul wrote, especially to the Corinthians, about how, you know, receiving things from the Lord spiritually, it goes beyond our intellect and that a lot of people who are stuck in their intellect, they can't receive properly because, see, our brain Loves to understand things. It loves information because it can process it. It can organize it and categorize it. And that's what our brains love to do, you know, our mind. Um, But the beautiful thing about Jesus is the simplicity. You know, you don't have to be some rocket scientist. You don't have to be um, the most intellectual person. Actually, a lot of times that'll get in your way of receiving from them but the simplicity of who he is and how his light. I remember Pastor Rusty telling stories about how horrible he was in school and how he couldn't make good grades and he couldn't even read a whole book. And especially he had gotten messed up by drugs in his mind. You know, and his mind was not capable (laughs) of taking all that information in and processing it properly. But when he gave his life back to Christ. He, he was backslidden. He gave his life fully and wholly to Christ. God started restoring his mind, but it wasn't just through brain cells, guys. It was a revelation. He was getting revelation that was bypassing his mind, and it was understood by his spirit, okay? And so God restored everything that did, Satan stole from him, everything that, you know, <laughs> he had lost in that ability to process information, and he became so much more understanding. He gained so much more insight, revelation, understanding, because it was coming through his spirit. And, you know, sometimes we just need to let go of all the com- how complicated we make things, you know, and just let that simplicity of who Jesus is, let him be light, let him reveal, let him embrace you. Let him restore you. You know, he, he wants to do these things in your life. Um, but there is a part you play, and you do have to let him, you know, everything that's being offered uh, as a gift to us. They're, these are such sweet and wonderful gifts um, that God has given us through Jesus, but they have to be received. You know, and for all of us in here, I believe most of us have, have received his gift. Um, of, of accepting what he 's done for us, accepting that rescue mission that he came to save us, you know, uh, but now we need to be passing that gift on. you know we have that gift it's it's uh, most of you in here you 've not just received it you 've started unwrapping it, you know you 've started getting to know Jesus more, and as you unwrap him you 've got to share him, you know you cannot hoard him and Keep him closed up. Um, There's that little song that little kids sing in church, or at least I sing, and I'm not going to sing it. But (laughs) it's if I had a little red box to put my Jesus in, I'd take him out and hug his neck and share him with all my friends, because that's what he's made for. You know, that is what the goodness of God is made for. It's made for sharing. Um, There's this, you know, phrase: sharing is caring that people have come to misuse and abuse because it's it's like people use it now I want something that you have so sharing is caring give me what you have <laughs> you know and that is not the motive you know of God in sharing God shared with us because he loved us he didn't want something from us he loved us you know he wasn't looking for what we could give him he was looking just to have us just to hold us, just to bring us into the family and embrace us. And that's what we have to offer other people. You know, it's, it's too good to be true, to be honest. <laughs> it really is that good. And I just want to take a moment. I, I don't know for certain, um, but just in case there's anyone in here who has not received that gift, or maybe, maybe you think you've received it, but you haven't started unwrapping it, And you're unsure how to go forward. I just want to take a moment. And as a church family, let's pray together. And let's see if there's someone in here who has not accepted Jesus. Who has not made him your Lord. Who has not received that gift wholly and fully. That this is your day. This is the day salvation came to your life. Okay, so let's all pray together. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for your word going forth. Your word goes forth in power and it accomplishes everything you have for it, Lord. So I know that having this unction, that there's someone here, Lord. Oh, there's someone here who's been seeking, who's been unsure, who's had doubts. Lord, in this very morning, you have revealed yourself. You have opened yourself up. You have given the sweetest gift of Jesus because you're a giver, Lord. And you want us to receive. So right now, if that's you, if, if, if you are the one who needs to receive, just, just say this prayer in your heart. Say it out loud if you'd like to. But Father God, I thank you. I thank you for the gift of Jesus. I thank you that he is God. He is you. He is part of you. And he always will be. I thank you that you offered him to take my place to rescue me, to take my sins upon him. I thank you, Father God, that Jesus is my Lord. I am accepting him this very day, and I will never let go. I will never go back. Jesus is my Lord, my Savior, my gift, and I accept him wholly and fully everything he did for me. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. We are so glad you could join us for our latest message. We are located right in the center of the town, and we would love for you to call in and see us. Details are on our website at islandchurchdundalk.ie.